0: People would say, "Well, I mean, you're you're getting all these credit card points, and you're going to ruin your credit, or you're going to do this, you're going to do that," or, um, and then suddenly it's like, well, they would start seeing the trips that I was going on, and then I would start planning it for, you know, a few other people, and it's like that boulder. It's like I, I think that if you believe in it yourself and you feel really compelled. Um, And who knows why that just drops in, but it's like, if you believe that, it's like, then, then you continue to sort of pursue it and that momentum will get behind you. And it's like, as soon as some wind is in your sails, it's like, you're really off.
1: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's a fun one. I am joined by Zachary Burr Abel. I've been following Zachary online for a couple of years now. He literally teaches you how to travel first class on a budget. And funny enough, that's the name of his new book, First Class Travel on a Budget. If You guys don't follow him. I don't know how you're not. He's got over 2 million followers over on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the thing. He dubs himself as the Jim Carrey of travel videos. He's so funny, so interesting, so cute. We had such a great conversation Today, we talked all about the travel hacks that you need to know in order to fly first class on a budget. We also talked about his favorite places to travel and how he got started. You guys are going to take so much from this podcast. Please share it with a friend who doesn't need to know how to travel first class on a budget. Go buy his book. It is out now everywhere where you buy books. Target, Amazon, Walmart, all the things. You guys enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to tag Zachary and I and share this podcast with a friend. I'm super excited for today's podcast. I reached out to this guy because I've been following him on Instagram for forever. And you, you dub yourself as the Jim Carrey travel guy. And that's exactly who you are. You really are. And uh, so today I'm joined by Zachary Burr Abel. Thanks for being here.
0: Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. That's uh I grew up loving Jim Carrey and loving to travel. And um it has just been like a perfect sort of unison of of trying to create a fun character to teach people what would ordinarily be very boring things, I think, like accounting points and miles and all this. So
1: Yeah. And you do it like spectacularly well. And so oh, well, obviously- thank you. Yeah, no, you really do. I've like, I've followed you for, for ages. And so I saw that you had a new book coming out like this month Well, we're it's next month, but this podcast will come out next month, but first-class travel on a budget. And I am a big proponent of helping people, you know, at least experiencing first-class travel one time. Cause I always like one of the things that I believe in is like, you are who you surround yourself with. And so if you want to have a high level experience everyone should fly in first class at least one time my husband and I now have a rule that we only fly in first class and I definitely followed along because we did this bucket list trip last year when I turned 40 but yeah your tips and tricks are amazing so tell everyone who you are and like what you do and how they don't know I don't know but hopefully after this podcast you'll have a few new followers
0: that's amazing. Um yeah, so I um I grew up sort of in the Midwest. My dad was in um like corporate America, so I sort of got an introduction to points and miles kind of via him. They were like he was flying a lot of Northwest, which is now Delta, and staying at a lot of Marriotts, they've got timeshares. And I kind of like went down that rabbit hole a little bit. And then I went to school for finance um, at a school in St. Louis called Washington University and decided I wanted to be an actor, so I moved to Los Angeles via New York, um, was professionally acting for, uh, quite a while. And then I had a big back surgery in 2014 while I was recuperating. I created this kind of like travel blog and went really down the points and miles rabbit hole, um, to where I was spending far, far, far too long, um, listening to podcasts and reading blogs and all sorts of stuff, um, and decided to create my own. And that has become like my full-time job. And I travel around the world on points and miles and try and be like a, an educator entertainer in that space. Uh, I still act here and there, but this has been kind of like a perfect marriage of like my entertainment background with kind of, I think my parents are happy that I'm using my finance degree. That's they paid a lot of money for. So, um, so that's great. Now I'm kind of like a small business owner and entrepreneur as well. So that is so freaking that's, cool. That's the nutshell, I guess.
1: Yeah, but that's a perfect kind of like forte into what I want to talk about, because I think it's so important to kind of talk about this is like you had originally started you wanted to you went to school for finance but then you're like I'm gonna do the acting thing but now looking back everything kind of makes sense but like when you were doing the acting thing like was this even like something that you even thought about like how like when you're laying here after back surgery how the hell did this like start because everyone says they want to start a travel blog and no one actually friggin does it
0: yeah so I um that's a ver- it's a really good question because it, it basically I have always been obsessed with deals. So it's it's very difficult for me to pay retail on basically anything in my life. I think that like my my wife's engagement ring was one of the only things that I've just had to like. I kept teasing her. I was like, I'm gonna get it at Costco. I'm telling you, like, and she's like, you better not. But they have really nice stuff there, anyways. Um, completely different. I won't sidetrack us, but um I basically was laid up. And I thought that the back surgery was going to help me and it didn't. And I thought I was going to be right back up on my feet six to 12 weeks later. And it didn't. And I had all this extra time and um I kept looking. I was like, well, I'm not making money right now. And I'm recuperating and I'd still like to take these amazing trips. Um, And I started seeing some of these outrageous first class and business class cabins around the world. And I remember I would always, I'd gone on a couple of big international trips and I was like, God, how do people afford to pay this amount of money to sit up here? Like, it's just outrageous. And then I realized that like, well, you don't have to, you can actually get it for like a fraction of the cost. Um, And that was what really propelled me into like just kind of getting like a master's degree in this stuff and just reading like all of the top voices at that time. And a lot of them were hidden, in these threads on different blogs that like you learn so much that wasn't really sort of like the headline information it was just a lot of details and i was like most of this sounds like you know you work for an accounting firm and this is is not entertaining and i think a lot of people don't understand it cuz it's so dry um and i was also just boring my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, and my family and my friends, with like, oh my god, we should be doing this stuff. Like, we need to be like getting credit cards and getting points. And they're like, after about six months, they're like, just shut up. Can you just write about this, or you need to like put something out there that actually um, is like kind of a an outlet for you creatively? And um, that's when I just started it, and I had no idea like how to start a blog. I knew how like no idea how to start a website. I had some background in finance. So I was like, well, maybe this could turn into something, but my focus was really acting. Um, And I was like, well, maybe if I structure it and maybe it could make a little bit of money. And I started out just like as a hobby. Um, And then as that started to grow, it took me about a year to partner with a, with a company called boarding area. And that was when things started to really kind of level up and, um, they handle sort of like all of the backend stuff on the site. So they handle all of the advertising revenue. They handle all of any, if I have any plugins or widgets or things that need updated or site redesign stuff that like I'm not really good at. And they quickly realized that after, about the first month of partnering, they're like, "Oh my God, like you have like my website on the back end was like the cords behind a TV. It was just like such a mess. And they were like, this is this is unacceptable." And I was like, no, I know. I was like, it's it's really bad. Um and that was when it started to kind of level up. And then uh, it started working very, very early on. People would hire me to like plan their trip. And so I would price everything like per ticket. And then as things have grown, Uh, My goal as I started to make money with it and acting work, like I was basically out for like a year and that really kind of set me back in terms of the momentum I had in my acting career. Um, And so then as this started to kind of grow and grow, I kept taking more and more time off to go do these insane trips And I'm still represented for acting and everything right now, but this just sort of started to gain a lot of momentum and that really didn't. Um, And so then it's transitioned from my idea was always how, how do I make money off of this when I'm not paid for my time? It's like, I didn't want to just be teaching people how to use their points, mano a mano and on a kind of like an a la carte basis. Cause it's like anytime I would plan someone's trip, it's like each each time it'd be like, well, here's how you do this and this and this and this. And I thought, well, if there was some way that I could scale it. And so social media has basically been the biggest part of like driving traffic to my websites. Um, and I made a commitment very early on in the site that I like, I would publish something every day. So That I think if anyone is out there looking to try and start a travel blog or really anything, it's like one of the hardest things is to to get started, I think, because most people just say, well, I'll do it when everything is perfect. And it's never going to be perfect. And you really just have to do it. And then the second thing is, is like, you just have to keep going. And because no one's going to look at your stuff when you first start. And that can get really frustrating and discouraging. Um, And it just takes time. Like if you're putting good content out there, I think that you will find an audience. It might just take A lot longer than most people are willing to give it but i think that's what separates the wheat from the chaff over the longer on the on the longer term so oh my
1: gosh i like literally i'm obsessed with everything that you said because i really think it's so like kind of going back to like the whole thing was you had some sort of interest like you were kind of interested in this and you knew that other people would probably be interested in this as well and you just started so many people I see that stops stop themselves from doing something is they're thinking so many steps down the road. Like, you just started. You didn't think about, okay, how am I going to monetize this and how am I going to get this yeah. to more people and how am I going to do you just literally took one step after the other and something that you said that I preach all the time is the power of consistency, the power of the compounding fact. You know, it's like pushing in business, my husband owns a big company and one of the things that he says it's like that boulder, it's like that main spoke, you just have to start pushing that boulder and in the beginning, pushing that boulder is a son of a bitch because no one's paying attention and no one really cares. And you don't think it's working, but like the more you push the boulder, the more speed and momentum that is coming from this. And you just obviously showed up and were just super consistent, even in the beginning when people really, really weren't paying attention and you truly didn't know how you were going to like monetize it to a bigger crowd.
0: No, yeah, not at all. And And most people, I think it's, it's like, what is the, there's, there's a quote that's something like they'll, First they'll call you crazy and then they'll ask Mm -hmm. you how you did it or something It's something along those lines. Um, And that's kind of how it was for me. It's like, people would say, well, I mean, you're, you're getting all these credit card points and you're going to ruin your credit or you're going to do this. You're going to do that. Or, um, and then suddenly it's like, well, they would start seeing the trips that I was going on. And then I would start planning it for, you know, a few other people. And it's like that boulder or it's like, I, I think that if you believe in it yourself and you feel really compelled um, and who knows why that just drops in, but it's like, if you believe that it's like, then, then you continue to sort of pursue it and that momentum will get behind you. And it's like, as soon as some wind is in your sails, it's like, you're really off. Um, and that's kind of, for me, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a growth in that way. And then it was really sort of like during the pandemic of all times, I was like, this is going to absolutely wreck things, um, and I but bet I've you you
1: blew up in the pandemic.
0: It was crazy. Like, yeah. Crazy. It was-
1: Every single person in the online space. Like, I mean, I made like, I don't know, three or 400,000 extra in the pandemic. Well, like I was interviewing... um uh, the woman who has the biggest Trader Joe's account ever. She's been on the podcast like she, just a couple of weeks ago and her story was very similar to yours. She was wor- like, she was working in a company that she didn't really like. It wasn't acting obviously, but she was working in a company she absolutely hated. She started blogging because her friends were asking her about her good snacks and she was living in LA and she's like, these people keep asking me about these snacks. So I'm just going to do reviews on these snacks. So they quit eating my snacks. And now she's got just like yourself, a few million um, followers on all the different platforms and she's the number one Trader Joe's. And she said during the pandemic, she made more money in 2020 than she did for 10 years working for one of the biggest financial firms in Los Angeles. Wow.
0: That's crazy. That's that's an amazing, it just tells you, it's like, I think when a lot of people are looking left and you go right, that's like, there's just such a, there's a lot of wisdom in that. And I think that, and the other thing is, I think it's like you go where there's the least amounts of competition. Like that's, has been one of the things if I were to do this all over again is that if you can niche down, if you're just starting, it's like you can niche down the most to where it's like you see that there's a lot of eyes, but there's not a lot of content. It's like if you can do that, then you'll expand and you'll get a loyal sort of like base. If you're giving good information, I think that's the other thing. It's like if you have something to say that is, that is worthwhile and you're and you're giving from my perspective, like an education and, in and, and entertainment, um, you'll be able to expand on that. And like, that's kind of was the big pivot. I was like, well, if I'm ever going to just, it was like, I went into TikTok when people were like, this is the biggest joke ever. And it's a bunch of like 12 year olds dancing. And I was like, yeah, but they'll want to travel. They'll want travel. <laughs> I know they will. And I was like, this is like the craziest thing that's happening. Um, and really jumped in and, Uh, A lot of people would say things like, you know, I I don't really understand what you're doing, or I'd hear feedback on different stuff or negative comments. Like that's kind of, I have found um, almost the biggest sign that you're on the right. I was about
1: now. to say, do you kind of get off on that? And you're kind of like, <laughs> oh like, my God, they're... this is about to get good.
0: Yeah. Cause it's like, you, you know, that's like you, you have expanded past your target audience when you start getting a lot of haters. It's like, oh, so now you've hit the mass appeal. And that's when a lot of people, you get the most negative feedback, but that's also when you sort of like, for every one negative, you know, piece of, of like, if it's a comments or remark or whatever, it's like, there's a bunch of other people that are one seeing how you react to it. It's like, well, is this guy going to be, you know, an a-hole right back? Or it's like, they're like, well, I think that this information is pretty good. And, you know, I'm going to maybe listen a little bit more or follow a little bit longer. And then that consistency over time, it's like, oh, well, this isn't a sham. Oh, this actually is really good information or, that i think is uh the thing to keep in mind whenever you start getting cuz it's like the first time you get some really mean comments it just sucks and you take it personally but then over time you're kind of just like well wow, i've done something right yeah. like i i i think i've 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 hit something in the right way so hmm.
1: I love that. You know, I oftentimes myself I I try to share when those things happen because I feel like I am so confident in what I do and who I am and like I'm very grateful for that. Obviously, that's a muscle that I've, you know, made over the last 15 years, but In the beginning, there's so many people who stop when they get that. And I always try to share that it happens to even Zach, like it happens to the biggest of the big and even more so because, you know, we live in a society, unfortunately, like everyone loves to see you go to the top, but then once you're up there, they just want to pull you back down. Yeah. They want to tear you down. Totally. But I actually think it's helpful to share when those moments happen because like there's that young guy or girl out there who's like in the beginning of starting their travel blog or whatever it is. And they get that one comment and it might stop them. And that's like the one thing that hurts my soul more than anything is like, I'm like, no, no, no. Like this is your, if if it's in you, I believe it's your God-given purpose. And like, we all have one and it's our job and our responsibility to live that fully. And, you know, I, I think it's just so helpful for someone to see that even Zach, who's got, you know, millions of followers, like, like still gets those comments, but you just don't let it stop you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's true. And, and every once in a while you have to clap back. I mean, totally. you got it. And, and then oftentimes, you know, I'll look back and say like, oh, I could have, I think most people that's, that if they don't know you and they're trying to tear you down, it's really an expression of what's going on in their life. It has nothing to do with, with you. And so it's like having that perspective is, is I think an easier it's, it's certainly a work in progress, but it helps sort of like, um, to deal with the negativity because you realize that it's not really you. And then the more it happens, you're kind of like, it just is sort of like, you know, water off a camel's back to a certain degree. Um, but yes, I think it is. It's like, I think the more times that people see that and, and see that it's basically it, it, I think it's, uh, it's synonymous with success. Like if you're doing something and you're achieving success, people are going to try and hate on you, tear you down, do something to, to impede you. So.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you got a ton of that, like from the acting, you had to get thick skin in the beginning because you get like what a thousand no's for the one. Yes. (laughs) I mean, that's just acting in general, like that's sports, that's athletics. I come from that. You're going to lose 99.9% of the time. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like the, I think that's a big thing. It's like people have talked to, um, when I was acting a lot and asking me, well, how do you get involved in it? It's like, well, just be prepared to just audition and audition and audition. And then even to get the audition, you're going to get rejected. It's like the agencies are going to say no to you. It's just, it's, and you just have to not take it personally. And if you do that, like, this is not meant for you. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a good lesson just kind of like, in life that if success is handed to you, if you don't have to work for it, it's like, I, I do think a lot of it's um, like, I look at like just what's happening, like in in money printing and everything now, it's like, if those things aren't predicated on work, if you can just press a button and create the wealth or create the success, there's something, there's an eroding effect to that. That's like the the success is sweeter when you've had to work for it, when you've had to face adversity and obstacles and you learn so much more about yourself and also teach other people through it. And so I look at, it, it's like, boy, if I would have just in the first year popped off, it would not have been the same thing. Like, I don't think that I would have handled it in the same way. And now with like the kind of like the slow burn and then I've had kind of like an exponential over the last three or four years of growth, Um, it's just different because it's like, I've got 2000 articles on my website. That's like, people can go and look at, it's not that, oh, I did a couple of viral videos and that is, you know, my, my authority of these two videos. It's like, no, no, I've been doing this for like a really long time and had to grind it out. Um, I think that that makes a a big difference and it's something for people to keep in mind. It's like, if you're wanting to pursue this, you may have to have your full-time job and do this on the side. And at some point it can flip. Absolutely. Um, but- no, I totally
1: agree. I was doing the golf thing. I mean, I was doing this for like two years until this became the full-time gig. And you know, Mel Robbins in our space, she's a big person. And Mel Robbins always says, if you've got 90 days of runway, quit your job. And I think, oh, f- that's fucking scary. Like that's really scary. Especially if you've got a family and kids and all of the things I'm lucky that I didn't have that. And I have a supportive husband, but I was still making you know, multiple six figures in my last job and until I was able to take this full time until it really flipped. I do think you kind of sometimes have to jump off the bridge and kind of hope at some point in time, and, but you've already like created the foundation to know that you can trust yourself, that you're actually going to do the work that it takes. So, um, kind of flipping the script here. I want to dive into obviously the travel hacks and the credit card hacks, sure, and all sure, yeah. actual, the fun stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, I would love to know what is like the, the best, best travel tip that if someone can go to your website right now or follow you right now, I mean, I've looked at a lot of your videos, obviously over the years, but you know, what are the like the top three things that people don't know that they should know?
0: Uh, I would say one that's you should have a credit card in your wallet that you can transfer the points into partners. If you're, If you're bound to a program, like if you just have a Delta credit card, you can only use your points in Delta. But if you have an American Express Gold or Platinum, you can actually transfer them into Delta if that's how you want to use them. But you can also transfer them into 19 or 20 other programs. And so that just opens up an enormous amount of opportunity for uh, aspirational redemption. So when you see me flying in these like crazy cabins uh, around the world, well, 99 times out of 100, I have transferred the points into this other program that has far better or more advantageous pricing. Uh, The second is you can just buy points. Um, You can buy points like whenever you want if the pricing on those points is cheaper than what the price of the flight would be. Oftentimes, a lot of people said, well, I don't have any points. It's like, yeah, but you know, you could look and compare the pricing of the two, and oftentimes um, it's 50% off of what the retail would be. So would a- you
1: do that via the website? And this is like a personal question because I've actually had to do this. I, I fly mostly United because it's our main carrier here. I live in a small airport, unfortunately, so there I can go direct to like eight places, but I'm based in sure. Arkansas. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. If you've listened to this podcast a while, you've probably heard me talk about my clients. And the reason for that is I'm obsessed with them and they're obsessed with their results. Having been a one-on-one coach for over five and a half years and being voted the top confidence coach in 2020, I can firmly tell you there is not a faster way to success than having someone hold you consistent, confident, and give you the clarity you need to achieve your personal and professional goals. In 2023, I am doing something that no one else in the coaching industry does, and that's allowing you to have me as your one-on-one coach for less than $300 a month. So if you've ever thought about one-on-one coaching and didn't think it was possible for you, I would encourage you to text me the word COACH to 501-222-3362, and I can tell you what it would look like to have you and I together in a one-on-one coaching capacity for the next year to make sure you are deciding it is your turn to hit the goals that you have decided for in 2023. Again, text me the word coach to 501-222-3362. You can send me a message on Instagram at bchristina or check the show notes for more details. I look forward to hearing from you. So would you buy those points directly from the website or would you buy those points from like Somewhere else?
0: So it depends. So, like with United, United has different ways that they price or award flights. They have Saver, which is the cheapest, and that's what they will ordinarily release to their partners. And then they have sort of like the standard pricing, and that's where you'd see, like, if you wanted to fly from the US to say Europe, you might see prices at 155,000 points, but you might also see them at 60,000. If it's available for 60, any of the other partners within Star Alliance, they're, uh, yeah. Their alliance partner, um, you can use their points to book that flight. So oftentimes, like Aeroplan will have their miles on sale, or Avianca Life Miles will have their uh, miles on sale, and you can buy their miles to fly on United. And so that is one of like the the best ways that I have approached it. Sometimes United will price it to where it's advantageous, but like Avianca Life Miles just had a sale. Um, it actually ends today that you get 155% bonus on your miles. So you could buy a one-way business class flight to Europe for like 750 bucks with those points. If you see it available on United for 60,000 points whereas United might charge you 12 or 1300 bucks for the same miles. So those are some little sort of like, it gets a little bit nittier and grittier and down the rabbit hole a little bit more. Um, But that's why we get on
1: your website. That's why we get on your email list, right?
0: Yes, exactly. Your email,
1: your weekly email list. This is the reason why you guys need to go right now and get on the weekly email list. So Zach can tell you exactly when these sales are ending.
0: Yes. Well, thank you very much for that plug. Yes. I, that was another thing that I did not concentrate when we were talking about building the blog and everything. I did not focus on my email list at all. When I was first, I was really just using like SEO um, and so do you
1: look at yourself as a travel blogger or an SEO expert? Cause I have a client who has a huge travel blog, who's got a blue check Mark, but in my opinion, he's an SEO expert.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not an SEO expert. Oh, okay. I, I'm not very good at SEO. I've gotten better at it, I think. Um, but that is not my expertise. Like there are some people out there that I'm like, wow, like you've been able to like really corner it. Um, mine Uh, it's really difficult for me to rank on Google compared to some of these big guys that spend five figures a month on SEO. Um, So mine has really developed either like with my email list and social media and then driving traffic over and then creating resources that I think one of the things with like specifically with what I do is that um, it's a lot of credit card points. And oftentimes there's also commissions that are associated with credit cards uh, and the signups. And so that's a big portion of how people are able to monetize in this space. And one of the things that I've done that I think has given me credibility, but also loyalty is that I published the best offer that's out there. And like with American express, it's like, I, that's it's almost all through reader referrals. Like I make very few commissions off of American express because the ones that actually pay a commission aren't the best deals. And so I put out there like, Hey, you know, Joe Schmo from, you know, you know, Colorado, I can use their link and it might populate a 90,000 offer with currently with a $200 statement credit versus the one that I would make a commission off of is just 60,000 points. And so me putting that out there, I think has created a, a better, like a more loyal following. Cause it's like, cause I always said, they can trust me. And it's like, and I, and I think that very, very early on, I was like, I know when I was just learning the sort of tricks of the trade, it was like I wanted to find the best deal and it took me a really long time because you'd have to sort through a lot of these other offers that aren't weren't the best and you'd find some resources that would really publish those and I was like, well, if I ever get in the place to where I'm relatively influential, I I would like to put that, you know, on the on the forefront. So that's been a thing I think that in building that email list and building that loyalty has been to just say like, here's what the best deal is, here's how I would do it and just be like very transparent about it.
1: So I know that link is on your website, the best uh, credit card. That's a link that everyone can go to. My question is, why would American Express not give you that link?
0: It's weird. I, I don't really know. I, I don't know because they could adjust the commissions on it or something like that. I don't really know. I think a lot of it just comes down to like, you know, um, the the CAC or the, the customer acquisition cost. And if they believe that they are, are better suited to acquire those customers through referrals versus an affiliate or something like that. I, I don't really know. Um, Yeah, it's, it's a great question. But yeah, well, if I'd, I
1: had an in an American Express, I'd ask them. Yeah, for get you, me
0: in I there. Don't. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, where where is your favorite? Like, okay, so this is a question people always used to ask me when I was playing golf full time. Is when I go on vacation, do I bring my golf clubs? And most of the time, the answer was no. Especially when I was playing full time, I was like, no, I'm going on vacation to go on vacation. So, do you still enjoy to travel?
0: I love traveling. It's different though, because it's like I'm constantly looking Working. at how I'm going to create content. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like it it is. I don't know that it's necessarily a vacation anymore. It's like, I really enjoy it because I love to travel. But at the same time, it's like, you know, me stopping if I'm with a friend or my wife or something, it's like, hold on a second that I have to film it and like, you know, do something to where it's like, oh, that would be really cool for a TikTok or a reel or something like that. Um, But I, I still really enjoy it. But it's also one of those things where it's like, I get to write off all of my travel and I get to go to incredible places all around the world and at some point i suppose like i think if i hit a plateau maybe i won't or if i go back to places that i've been to before then it's like okay i don't have to take pictures i don't have to i don't have to work right now i can just kind of sit back and and relax um but i'm a one man show at this point i'm i'm trying to figure out how to just keep it me for as long as possible, so I'm like I I I do all the emails, I write all the articles, I do all the editing. I do. You don't even
1: this. have like a virtual assistant or anything.
0: I got nothing. It's just what? me. What? I, I don't. I I don't. I I don't know. I just I because I it's so
1: what? interesting that you said that because in the beginning of this podcast you said you figured out how like because one thing that I thought was really smart what you said is like you use someone to do the back engine of your website and I always true, believe
0: that's, that's true. Yeah, yes.
1: but you should always like do the one thing that you're really, really good at, you should do your area of genius and then figure out how to pay someone else. Cause if you're, this is kind of funny, but like if my hourly rate, let's say my hourly rate is $500 an hour. If I can sure. pay someone $20 an hour to clean my house, if I can play, you know, a virtual assistant, $50 an hour to do, you know, all of the technical things, why in the hell would I be doing all of, I pay everyone for everything. The only thing I do is my face-to-face client work. Cause that's, that's my fantastic. area of genius.
0: I- I, I should do that. I, I, and I think eventually I probably will. It's just really hard for me to like give up control. <laughs> I, maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's giving up control. And it's like, like I look at, it's like the thing that gets the most traction for me is the video. 100%. So, cause it's you. It's it, cause it's me. And I, I look at the articles on my site and it's like, well, I could outsource these articles, but then I've also never done that for however many years and it's like i think at some point it's like would i have an assistant would i have you know something like that yes but i think that there's something in terms of authenticity about me curating all of the content um that is just different from a lot of my competition and so it's like well then they know that it's actually from me it's not from a ghost writer or or a contributor that would be the only thing and i think there's also a point where it's like i will be able to just not have to publish every single day on the site that I just have evergreens. Is that what you
1: do right Evergreen. now is you are currently publishing every single day?
0: Most days. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I there's, a, there's content that goes out every single day on the site. Some of it is just updating deals that's now have new terms because it's a new quarter or a new month or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I do, I do that every single day and then I, I write the weekly email and then I make content. I probably do videos three to five times a week. And then a lot of the other back end accounting stuff, or I'm doing sponsored content. And so that's working on things for. Like, and
1: you started this in 2015, right?
0: I did. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. I just think that that's
1: so important to say because someone could look at you and be like, oh, you know, he has an acting background. He's funny. No wonder he does. No wonder he's successful. But you guys, like, listen to him. He's literally been posting almost every single day for eight years. Like, that is the consistency it takes to be as successful as you are.
0: I it's and it's one of those things where it's like I really I clung to I think I started I think I started every single day in 2016 is when I went every day I was doing about every two or three days but that was just when I was just playing around with it like as a hobby blog when I was like, I'm going to try and build this Uh, that was in 26 I think it was January 1st of 16 or something like that is when I started going uh, daily. And then, then it turned into sort of like doing the the planning trips for people. And that's where I was like, God, this is a lot of time to like search for the award. Because a lot of it's also just back end time where that you don't see where it's like, well, you're learning the programs or you're researching, well, what routes have space and all this other stuff, which is one of those things that you're talking about I could outsource. Like I thought about, well, should I have like a deal a deal portion of my newsletter or something like that. That's like, could I hire someone to just search for deals and like put that out there that has nothing to do with it being me. It's just as them kind of like stepping in and doing it. Um, but no, I mean, you're right. No,
1: I'm not like, it does, you know, it depends on what you want to do, but I do think that it's really amazing that you have like literally been this consistent by yourself for such a long period of time. I mean, so many people quit. That's like the, like 90% of people quit. I always say like, I'm not that good at most things. I'm just really good at not quitting. Like that's a plus and a minus and depending on what topic we're talking about. But.
0: Well, yeah, sure. But I mean, I, I think that that is, I think that's a, it's a huge separating factor of those who succeed and those who don't. And it's like, it's in anything. It's like, you know, if it's exercise, if it's, um, you know, school or it's
1: athletic, you know, anything.
0: athletic, anything. It's like, if, if it's like hard hard work will beat talent like every single day of the week. And if you're talented and you're hardworking, it's like like Unbeatable. the sky is the limit. It's like yeah. that's really. Um, Those are
1: unicorns. They very rarely exist, but those, I I did a podcast, uh, a big podcast with a guy named Clinton Anderson. He's the number one horse trainer in the world. And that's what he said. He said, the minute you meet that hardworking, naturally talented person, that's a person that you you can't beat. Like hard work can beat a lot of people, but that unicorn is going to be the best.
0: Yeah. And they're just going to, I mean, they're just going to kill the competition. Absolutely. Like
1: a Kobe or a Michael or a tiger. I always think in sports but yeah those are the i think that that's where
0: you see it too and it's like and no nobody sees all of the gym time and all the course time and all the range time and it's like that's that is where you're winning it's like and then everyone just sees sunday with the ball going in the hole and it's like oh well, that was easy it's like yeah mm, yeah no
1: and no. unfortunately, the space that I exist in, like the online coaching type of space is the space that like everyone tries to sell you that pot of gold that, you know, that that secret that everyone knows that you don't know. But if you buy that secret, you're going to figure it out. No, bitch. The secret is doing the yeah. work. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, that's it the secret. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So tell me, why did you why did you write the book just to add another layer to all of the things that you do? <laughs>
0: Who knows? I mean, I am not. And I, like, the funny thing is, is that the the subjects in school that I was, I would say the least talented in was writing. And um, I, I had one professor at college, I think that really, uh, like changed my perception and approach to it and like to structure it. And I think that that, that leveled me up, at least on like a skill set perspective. But for aside from that one professor, every other English teacher that I'd ever had, if you would have told them that I would be a published author, they would say anything in life is possible. If Zach can do that, you can do anything because that was not my that was definitely not my forte. And when all this sort of like explosion on TikTok happened, um, a publisher reached out to me and said, do you think that this could make a good book? And I was like, oh, my God like that would be crazy for me, for me to be a published author. I mean, are you joking? And I told my wife, I told my parents and they're like, I mean, you have to go for it. Like, what do you think it would be? And so that's where I sort of like came up with this idea. It's like so much stuff is changing in this space, but there are some pillars that kind of just like consistently stay the same and the details around them change. And so I think that's kind of like what you were talking about in terms of like, what are the three things that you would look at? And, uh, so I, I sort of did a writing sample and did a table of contents of like, here's what I think it could be and and sent it off to them. And they said, we love it. Uh, can you write this book? And I said, I have no idea if I can, but let's just give it a go. Um, and it was a lot more work than I ever imagined. It would be, it was like, it was adding on to everything else that I was doing and then being like, you know, here's the deadline. It's the first time that I've had you know, outside of acting that like I've been on a deadline that somebody else, it's always been a self-imposed schedule and deadline, which so I took their deadline far more serious than my deadlines, which is maybe not the best strategy, but like uh, put it together. And um, it's been an incredible sort of like working process and like understanding how the publishing world works. Um, and I think I'm really proud of it. Like I, I think it will give people uh, a real, like a really good high level understanding of like how their credit actually is structured, how like the credit card system works, how to like build a wallet. That's going to ultimately achieve the trips that they want in life and not that, like, you know, they're toiling around with cards and like, I I'm earning all these points and they're not worth anything. And then ultimately like, how do you outside of credit cards? How do you earn a bunch of points? And then, how do you want to travel and how to use them as well and I think that will give people a really good basis for then if they want to read the blog and they want to go further down the rabbit hole and get into the nitty-gritty of stuff like they'll have that basic structure of like two plus two is four now do you want to go and learn calculus sort of a thing yeah uh, and i'm i'm the two plus two is four so that's
1: you guys, first class travel on a budget. Um, I think that that's so smart because one of the things that I preach all the time is that there's so much money in this world and your job is to go get it. Like there is so much money in this world and you have actually created, like for anyone who thinks that they literally can't find money or they can't make money or whatever, you have created like a simple book on how to use like literally things that you're already doing. Like you're already using credit cards. You're already buying like, Food, gas, clothes, like the basic stuff. So this is literally making money on money that you're already spending.
0: A hundred percent. it's like, and I think that's the biggest misconception with a lot of this is that like, oh, well, people should go and, you know, be in debt or whatever. And it's like, no, it's just optimizing what you're already spending money on and getting the most back And not only just getting the most back like in terms of cash back or the most points, but the right points that are going to ultimately be able to be redeemed for the biggest experience. And that's different for everyone. And so it's like understanding kind of, well, what does that mean for each individual? I get the question a lot like, well, what's the best credit card or what's this or what's that? It's like, but it's it's fairly specific. It's like if You know, you're trying to get elite status, it might be an airline card. If it's just you want the best kind of points or flexibility, that's going to be something completely different. And so uh, the book kind of goes over that in a fun anecdotal way with a lot of like the mistakes I made early on. Uh, the trips that I've been on and like what's truly possible and like don't get married to like one location. Like if you have, you know, make a list of places that you'd like to see in the world because the award space may open up for one of them. But if you only want to go to Tulum, you know during spring break, I'm sorry but like that's gonna be really difficult. but if you are open to going somewhere else and that opens up, it's like well suddenly your points are worth five times as much value because you're able to go to this place at, at a far cheaper rate. Um, and that's a lot of what I get into in the book and I, and hopefully people enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed writing it showing it to my wife, like, Hey, I actually can put two words together in a sentence. Um, so that was, you know, it's, it's been a fun process.
1: That's so cool. And the book comes out April 25th, right?
0: April 25th. Yep.
1: You can find it in all the places, Amazon bookstores, all the things.
0: Yes. Amazon Barnes and Noble Target. Um, there's on my website, there's a link to it, but basically if you just, you know, like search Zachary Brable book, it comes up.
1: Okay, cool. Awesome. So where, like, cause people always want to know this question from you, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure you've written it somewhere, but like, where are your favorite places to go? What is like the best, what is like your favorite place to go? What is the place that you're like, Oh my God, never expected that to be amazing. And where is the place that you want to go?
0: Okay. Great, great questions. Um, I think that going on a safari in Africa was one <gasps> of the
1: most... best it... thing I've ever done in my whole entire life and never yes. thought I wanted to.
0: Yes. Um, I absolutely loved it. I'm trying to plan, uh, another one. My wife hasn't been on one. I went with, uh, my parents, my best friend. And, uh, so now I want to go back and and maybe go to a different country. Where did you Uh, go? We went to South Africa. So we went to Kruger. Okay. uh, I went to to Kenya. See, that's where I would like to go to Kenya and Tanzania and do that area next.
1: I did Kilimanjaro Um, first. And that's like, so I climbed Kilimanjaro for a charity and We did like a one day safari when we were done. And that's when I decided, I told my husband, I was like, we are coming back. We are doing a safari. And then we did a 12 day safari, which I actually feel like is a little much. I wouldn't do 12 days. I'd probably only do a week, but it was the best experience ever.
0: That's amazing. Like that's, and I want to go back and sort of like see the wildebeest migration and like do the whole thing in that region. Um, the, the most surprising I would say was, uh, I had a buddy this is before I started the travel blog. And one of the things that like I curated the trip and I was like, Oh, like I might actually be pretty good at this, um, was a, a buddy of mine got married in India. And, um, I never imagined wanting to go to India. Like it wasn't as soon as he sort of mentioned it, I was like, done. I want to go to it. And we went through Hong Kong and, um, and that was a that was a really eye opening trip it's like one of those where you know there's so much poverty but the spirit and sort of like the the vitality of people made a massive impact on me that you see a lot of joy and you see i mean you also see a lot of poverty but it's like going to see all of that and like there's such a a a vibrant uh, like you can feel the spirits of the culture in a way that um you know, you, at the time I was living in Los Angeles and I remember like coming back to LA and I was like, Oh my God, like, this is the culture shock. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, there's so many unhappy people that have so much. And I was just in a place where there's so little, but there's so many people that would, you know, give you the shirt off their back. Um, that, that was, was yeah,
1: um, for us, for is,
0: sure. was it? Yeah. 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 And so, um, I'm going to take my wife. Uh, we're supposed to be going there uh, later. Actually, in a couple of months, we're going to, we have plans to go back through India because she hasn't been. Mm-hmm. Um, And one place I want to go, Antarctica. Oh, uh, so cool. That is, that's like one of my top tops. Uh, so I'd like to do either, they have a, they have like a private plane thing that you can do out of the tip of what's, well, it, I think it flies out of Cape Town. I've looked into that uh but i think what i'd really like to do is like the cruise you can do those on like uh there's a bunch of different companies that do them but you're gone for like 10 or 12 days you walk on the glaciers and see the penguins and it's the only continent that i haven't been to so that would be is there a
1: place that you've been that you're kind of like yeah the hype wasn't there
0: oh my gosh what would that be um I don't know. I don't want to say, I know you
1: don't want to dog anyone out. I'll (laughs) I'll say it on this podcast. I actually feel like the Maldives was like one of my biggest letdowns.
0: Okay. That's I, I liked it. I think we were there. We went, we did that for our honeymoon and we were there ended up 10 nights. We did two different resorts and it was too long. Like five nights I think would have been fine. And we're like in and out, but I mean, it's it's so
1: long there, like to get there. It's so long and And it's it's way too expensive. expensive.
0: It's like, exactly. Like, I felt Insane. like my eyes were bleeding. Yeah, yeah especially like, for
1: a guy who likes a deal. You were dying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is, I mean, we were staying on point. So that was like, that was the deal. But like, uh, just paying for the food, like we weren't all inclusive. And I'm like, this is- There's redu- no such
1: thing like, as all inclusive there. You think you get all inclusive? It's not all inclusive. Like the coffee is not even included, folks. <laughs> it,
0: it was, it was so, I mean- it's like $75 for like a glass of champagne, like cocktails are like 40 or 50 bucks. Like your fish is $80 at dinner. And you're like, oh my God, like I'm here for nine more nights.
1: Exactly. <laughs> like,
0: gonna, and they don't bleeding. let you bring
1: in your own alcohol. They no. literally scan your bags at the airport, guys. So if you think you're bringing in like your own bottle, they're taking it away.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, and there's I have a lot of like blogger friends that are like, they can't wait to go back. i I really like to go to Bora, Bora and check it out because it's like okay. in, in the Maldives, like you're really limited to like your resort and your island. Like you're not leaving yeah. in Bora, Bora, you can at least take like a little like ferry over to the main island and see some stuff. And plus, I, I don't know. but I, I I don't disagree with you on the Maldives, but it's also one of those things that's like if you've gone, then yeah, you can say that. But I think most people are like, but I'd totally. still love to go and because it looks so beautiful and it is, it is a beautiful place. But, um, after for me, it was like five nights. I was like, well, what else are you going to do? Like yeah. you walk I'd around like- the
1: island takes you seven minutes. My husband walked and I walked, we did our five miles a day, which was like 10 times around the Island. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, this is such a treat. Tell everyone, obviously like you're on TikTok and Instagram and all the things, how do people find you? Where's the book? All the things
0: yes uh at zachary bur uh so that's b-u-r-r-a-b-e-l and zachary is z-a-c-h-a-r-y um that's on tiktok that's on instagram and that's on youtube and then the book uh which is first class travel on a budget comes out april 25th amazon barnes and noble just google it you'll see it um and yeah my site's monkeymiles.com hop on the email list get some deals
1: You guys go check it out, buy the book, go travel first class on a budget. Thanks for being here.